Are you looking for an innovative way to work on your military or first responder marriage? The LifeGiver app with Corey Weathers is now out and available for iOS and Android devices. You'll have access to the podcast, videos, as well as marriage curriculum that you can access and interact with right inside the app. It's free, it's available, and it's easy. Download the LifeGiver app with Corey Weathers today. Welcome to the Life Giver Marriage Podcast, a place for honest conversation and hope for your military or first responder marriage. This is your host, Corey Weathers, and I'm honored to share this journey with you. It implies that you are somehow going to go through a transformation and become something that you weren't before. You were once constrained and now you're not. You were shackled and now you're unshackled. You were enslaved, but now you're free. Welcome to another episode of the Life Giver Podcast. This is Corey. Uh, today's episode is going to be all about the hero's journey. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that later, but I first wanted to take a moment and recap what has felt like a whirlwind global tour for me in the last couple weeks. Um, it started off by going to Dallas, Texas with the Chris, Chris Kyle Frog Foundation um, to work with Baylor University and the University of Texas to um, start some initial great groundbreaking conversations about their Master Your Marriage program. Um, it's not going to launch until this fall, but I will tell you it is an exciting, um, innovative strategy on what we can do to bring curriculum to military and first responder couples um, that is hopefully transformative for their marriage. So basically, the Master Your Marriage program is going to open up to certain areas of Texas, um, again, for military and first responder couples that will give them um, six months of marriage curriculum that is going to be developed by um, both the University of Texas and Baylor University, as well as curriculum that's going to be designed for providers in the local area. The whole innovative idea behind the Master Your Marriage program through the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation is going to be to transform an entire community. It's this idea of how do we address address the unique challenges that face military and first responder marriages, um, but leave a great footprint within that community so that those couples within that community are fully supported by well-trained professionals and that um, they can find everything they need as far as the support, the therapeutic um, resources, as well as a great six-month curriculum that should transform their, mar their marriage. And so I am so excited to work with the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation as well as Baylor University, um, their actual, their School of Social Work, as well as the University Te of Texas school of social work to develop the that curriculum to bring that to Texas so it's a pilot program and we're really excited about what's going to happen with that so I was in Texas meeting with those partners amazing amazing people so smart so creative and really just um, compassionate about our community and so I'm very excited of what's going to come from that and then of course I went to Georgia where I got to um, participate not participate but go to my cousin's wedding um, he's a sweet sweet man who's waited a long time 
for his bride. And it was such a great time to just celebrate with him in that wedding. Um, and then, of course, I came home and I packed in, you know, repacked actually in a day and took off to Japan for nine days where I was invited by the women of Misawa Air Force Base to do a women's leadership conference. And I had an absolute blast. If you've not seen the pictures from that, um, I really enjoyed Japan for nine days, um, enjoyed especially the women there at Misawa Air Force Base. I have to tell you, the whole thing behind the leadership conference was to bring the strength finders, the Gallup strength finders assessment to the women at the Air Force Base in order to encourage them to find their sense of purpose and find what they're uniquely talented in and inspire them on how they could find um, their purpose and find their calling by investing more in how they're uniquely created and how God created them to do something very special and how each of them are very different. So um, I will tell you, the Misawa women um, of the, the PWC, the women's ministry team there at the Air Force Base, they originally aimed for about 40 people for this women's leadership conference. And then they were shooting really high for, you know, being prepared for 80. And so I said, hey, let's, why don't we order 100 um, of the Strength Finder books for us to use just in case. And then, of course, when they went to sell tickets for the conference, they sold out in three hours and sold 120 tickets. And I have to tell you that when I got there, everybody showed up. Everybody had taken the assessment. Everybody was hungry for the information. And we just had a blast um, on that day teaching the Gallup Strength Finder assessment. And everybody walked away feeling validated in who they are excited about how they're each different and realizing that the, their own potential. And then, of course, the next day I had the honor of leading that that ministry board through becoming coaches. And so that was my time in, in Japan. And of course, they gave me a few extra days in there to really just enjoy Japan, take in the sights of Japan. And they were just wonderful, wonderful. And so I want to give a huge shout out to the Misawa women um, Air Force Base women's ministry team for bringing me out there so smoothly and for um, putting on such an incredible event. And it just really was outstanding. After Japan, I rolled into Washington, D.C. without even coming home first um, to attend the 2017 Armed Forces Insurance Military Spouse of the Year Awards and um, was excited to teach at the town hall where 250 of our uh, military spouses of every branch who are just powerhouses in our community doing really awesome things get together every year for a town hall, uh, time to just be invested in and encouraged and networking and all of that. And I was very excited this year to be able to teach at the town hall. And, um, and of course, the next day was the actual awards where Matt got to give the invocation. And so um, today's episode is actually inspired off of the content that I taught at the Military Spouse of the Year Town Hall. And um, it really just got, um, I got some really great feedback from, from that particular talk. Um, I had a lot of people that came up to me later saying that they were trying to explain it to their spouse. And so I just thought for today's episode, it would be really great to revisit that content. There was a small portion of it that was um, videoed and put out, but it wasn't the all of it in its entirety. And so that's what's inspiring today's content is um, we're going to talk about the hero's journey. You guys know and you can see if you're watching this episode, you can see that I'm a huge fan of Wonder Woman. Um, I'm not going to be solely talking about Wonder Woman, but we're going to talk about what is the journey that a superhero goes through and how can we apply that to our life. 
Um, and how does that help us grow as a person? And what does that mean for us finding our own sense of purpose and our own calling? But before we get into that, I would love to thank um, Talkspace for sponsoring today's podcast. Um, and give you a little bit more information about them. You've heard me talk about them before. Um, Look, I have thought a lot about whether or not I was going to allow sponsors into this podcast, and I've had many that have come to me wanting to sponsor, and I'm just very protective of, of the podcast and protective of you, the audience, and don't want a ton of ads going through the podcast. But I, after talking with Talkspace, I realized that it's a really great partnership for what it is that LifeGiver is about and for what it is as far as the kind of content that I put out and for you guys as far as what I hear your needs are the most. And so Talkspace is an online therapy option that allows you to work with experienced licensed therapists that are handpicked just for you. So you call in and you speak with a real person who's going to find out what your needs are, what kind of therapy you actually need and help pick out the right kind of therapist for you. And it's only $32 a week, which is about the same as your copay that you would pay a local a local therapist if you especially you use TRICARE standard or if you're a first responder and you have Blue Cross Blue Shield or you have an 80-20 program. Um, so $32 a week is not much at all. Again, it's about the same price as a copay. Um, so with Talkspace, what makes it so unique is number one, they have a HIPAA approved app that you can talk, voice message, and text your therapist that in during times that are convenient for you. So this is not just a one session a week kind of deal. You can work out something that's unique between you and your therapist. And all of it is HIPAA approved. I have talked and vetted um, Talkspace to make sure that this was a good fit for you guys. And they actually connect you with therapists that are within your state to make sure that those um, ethics and those legal issues are really um, um, adhered to. And so if you're interested in trying out Talkspace, they're giving a special um, option for listeners of the LifeGiver podcast. You can go to Talkspace.com forward slash LMS. Again, it's Talkspace.com forward slash LMS. And they are giving you $30 off your first month by using the code LMS. So one more time, That's Talkspace.com forward slash LMS and use the code LMS at your checkout and you'll get $30 off of your first month of using Talkspace. So we're going to talk today about the hero's journey. Um, This is a really exciting um, topic for me because I obviously love Wonder Woman. I've gotten huge into just... I have two boys. Matt is a is a Captain America fan. Um, it's kind of a little bit of a Marvel versus DC universe in our house, but we have a lot of fun with it. And um, and our boys have had a lot of fun with it too. And so. I was a huge fan of Wonder Woman growing up as a kid. I played Wonder Woman. I was lassoing trees. I was saving, you know, victims. I was um, playing out basically the TV show with uh, Linda Carter as a kid. And, you know, I think it's interesting as kids when we grow up – introduced to superheroes, we immediately go to their superpowers and we see those things that are so different from us as humans. And we look up to those superheroes and go, you know, there's they're so different from us as a human. And, and I look up to them and wish I could be like them. I wish I could fly or have superpowers or whatever. 
But the older you get, if you get into following your favorite superhero, what most fans get into is really realizing that um, the internal struggles and weaknesses that the superheroes have and go through are, are very much struggles that we relate with them on. And so we end up identifying with a particular superhero that has maybe either similar struggles or a similar backstory or something like that. And so I think true fans, at least I'm finding out as being a comic book nerd, is that we tend to gravitate towards superheroes um, because they struggle and because they're not perfect, which is different from our experience as a child growing up, um, seeing this kind of superhero perfection thing that is so different from, you know, the human experience. And so we are going to talk about the hero's journey and how they go through that journey of becoming a superhero and what that looks like. Um, as I was starting the conversation with um, those at the town hall, there was about 250 of these amazing women. The theme of the town hall was about empowerment. And um, before I got into the whole hero's journey, I thought to myself, you know, what is, what does it mean to be empowered? You know, if, if I'm going to go and empower somebody, if I want to empower you as a person, what does that actually mean? I know what it means to have power, right? That's what makes me think of a superhero. Um, but what does it mean to be empowered? So when I looked it up in the dictionary or Google, right, <laughs> that is the new dictionary, um, I really loved the definition of, of what empowerment or how empowerment was defined. And so in this case, when you look it up, it says that it, it means to give authority or power to do something or to give authority to someone. And so there's this idea of somebody doesn't have power and then you give them power. Um, the second definition that I like even more than that is to make someone stronger or more confident um, in taking control of their life. Now, I don't know if that resonates with you, but it definitely resonates with me um, in that you know the military and first responder community is definitely one that feels really out of control at times. It feels very chaotic and there's the constant inconsistency and so who wouldn't want a little bit more control in their life? But this idea that you are making something stronger or giving authority where there wasn't authority before implies movement. Empowerment is actually a verb. It is not necessarily an adjective. You can, um, you can, to be empowered implies that you weren't strong and you're now strong. You weren't confident and you have become confident. In fact, some of the synonyms that it gave for, that it gave for empower were things like unshackled or to liberate, to set free. It's this idea that you were once constrained and now you're not. You were shackled and now you're unshackled. You were enslaved but now you're free. It implies that you go from something that wasn't strong to something that has had movement into now you are something that you weren't before. And I love the fact that that implies a journey. It implies that if we want to be empowered, if you want to be empowered, it implies that you, that you are somehow going to go through a transformation and become something that you weren't before. It's not something that I can just give you a kind word or give you some motivating word and suddenly you're empowered. No, that's just giving a word. It has that word has to transform you, has to move you into something new or something better in order for you to be empowered. So before we start the hero's journey, I wanted to read you a quote that um, has really been a quote that I've held on for a long time um, that's been really powerful and helpful for me. Um, I remember, you know, years ago when I had dreams of doing something um, inspirational, something that would actually empower people, um, there was a, 
there was a quote that really motivated me because it wasn't necessarily fear of failure that I had. It was actually a fear of success. And I think there's some of you out there that struggle with that as well. And so it's a Miriam Williamson quote um, that says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, or fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightening about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So before we get into the hero's journey, um, to give complete credit to um, to the new Wonder Woman movie coming out, I wanted to share with you uh, the trailer, the last trailer that recently came out. Um, and making sure that I give full credit it is coming out June 2nd. I hope that you guys are going to stand in line like I am to go see it. And then we're going to talk about the hero's journey. Those of you who are listening to this, I highly suggest you go and watch it because you may not be able to, um, obviously see, hear everything that's happening in the trailer as you're listening audibly. Um, but I think there's a few things that you will hear that we'll talk about here in just a minute. So here is the new Wonder Woman trailer that's coming for the movie that's coming out June 2nd. Fighting does not make you a hero. What if I promise to be careful? Just a shield then. Diana. No sharp edges. Be careful of mankind, Diana. They do not deserve you. You've told me this story. What is this place? Who are you people? We are the bridge to a greater understanding. Right. What is your mission? Well, here's the thing. You are in more danger than you think. The boys in the trenches called her Dr. Poison. Millions would die. The war would never end. I'm going, Mother. If you choose to leave, you may never return. Who will I be if I stay? We'll come. To the war. Well, technically the war is that way, but we got to go this way first. How can a woman fight in this? Who is this young woman? She's my, um, and, um... Diana, Princess of the Prince, Diana Prince. believe that this war should stop. Help me stop it right now. What are you? You will soon find out.
rated PG-13. Experience it in IMAX 3D June 2nd. Okay, so now that you guys have watched the trailer, I want to talk to you a little bit about the journey that um, that Diana goes through in becoming Wonder Woman. And um, of course, if you've been any, you just the basics of knowing Wonder Woman and any other hero for that matter, I think go through the same journey and each of them kind of play through the details a little bit differently. So, you know, when we talk about what is our sense of purpose and what is our calling, a lot of military spouses in particular really, and I think first responder spouses really struggle with what is my purpose. In fact, when I was at um, the Women's Leadership Conference in Japan, um, it was one of the biggest reasons why I think we had all 120 women show up. It was this hunger for what is it that I'm created to do? And I think part of the reason why so many of us, especially spouses, struggle with this idea of what is my identity and what is my purpose, it is I'm finding that we have been chameleons. We've become, we have become chameleons as military spouses. So this happened to me as well when I first got um, awarded military spouse of the year. I was asked by a lot of people, what do you want to do? What do you want to do with this spotlight or this um, influence that I had now been given? And I went through a little bit of an identity crisis. You may have heard me talk about that in previous episodes. And the reason for that was because everywhere we tend to go as military spouses, when somebody says, um, what would you like to do? My question back to you is, what is, the, what is it that we usually say in response? And the answer usually is, if you didn't already say it, what is it you need me to do? And we tend to plug in where there's a hole or a need. We tend to jump in and volunteer when we see that nobody is volunteering because we want to eliminate the pain and uncomfortability that someone else is going through um, because no one is volunteering for that position. And so we tend to take pride, and there's nothing wrong with this necessarily, but we tend to take pride in jumping in and helping out wherever there's a need. The problem is that after years of doing that, we don't understand our own identity. We don't know what it is that we love to do. And so when somebody says, what would you like to do? What is your purpose? The common answer is, I don't know. I've just always done what everybody needed me to do. And I've been a chameleon. And so this whole idea of what is your calling and what is it that you love to do? What is it that you're talented at doing tends to throw a lot of people off. And that's why I think we have such a huge hunger right now for Spouses in particular trying to figure out what is it that they are called to do and what is it that they love to do and can they live a life with their own sense of purpose and choose what they will get involved in based off of what they love to do and what they're created to do instead of just filling a hole wherever there is. The problem with that, yes, we want to be able to serve where we can and there are times to help someone else out or help a team out. However, if you're getting into a role and you're so unhappy doing that role or you find that you're not good at it, then we find ourselves in a, we've, we're stretched way too thin, we're exhausted, and we're not enjoying it either. And we realize we may not be the best fit for that job and we need to know when to say no. So I want to start off this whole thing before we get into the actual journey by talking about the fact that we have an identity problem as military spouses within our community, first responder spouses possibly as well. Maybe not quite so much because first responder spouses are at least within a community that isn't necessarily changing, maybe National Guard's kind of the same way. Your your place of love and belonging 
belonging is a little bit more consistent and you may have found a little bit more opportunity to get plugged into things that you really actually enjoy and um, and find full confidence in that more so than spouses who are constantly relocating. So that's something we're thinking about. So let's get into the hero's journey. Um, I, this is a really visual thing, so you're going to have to walk through this with me so that you can kind of um, picture this in your mind as far as the hero going through this. So here's the first one. Number one, every hero has a backstory. Now, this is really important because um, we tend to, in our own personal backstories, we tend to want to forget it or sweep it under the rug or deal with it and move forward. Not many of us want our backstories revisiting us constantly. But what I love about superheroes, if you um, watch comic books or um, any of the movies like Batman, that's the films that have been done a million times with a million different people portraying and playing the character of Batman, you get to see them redo the backstory again and again. And the comic books do the same thing. With each new writer comes the need to revisit the backstory. There is something about all of our backstories that make us who we are today and make us who we will become. And I love the fact that in order for this hero to process who they will become, they have to keep revisiting the backstory. It's almost like you peel the layer of an onion constantly. So here's a good example of that. If a, if a little girl loses her father, let's say at a young age of five, um, she's going to have to revisit and grieve the loss of her father again, possibly when she goes on her first date. You know, when she starts to think about what is it, what does it mean to have a man in my life? What does it mean to pursue a man in my life? She's going to have to revisit what would my father have thought about this? What would he have done to support me through this? And she will have to loop back and she will have to mourn or grieve or process the death of her father again. Fast forward, once that little girl grows up and she goes to get married, you well, she's going to have to, again, loop back on that backstory and revisit the loss of her father when she's trying to pick who's going to walk her down the aisle, as well as what that day is going to mean to her. It's going to have new purpose if she's willing to go back to her backstory, revisit it, reprocess it so that she can bring healing to that wedding day. So the backstory and revisiting our backstory is so important to who we are and what we're going to do. For many of us, our backstory brings passion and purpose. And, you know, that woman who lost her father, if she wants to bring any kind of healing into her life, perhaps she's going to work with other people who have gone through the grieving process or who have lost a father or something comparable to that. And so if we're ever going to find healing, we have to go back and bring purpose out of our pain, purpose out of our backstory, and have it make sense in our life. There is nothing wrong with revisiting that. Sometimes if we don't, we find ourselves allowing anger and fear and um, animosity or resentment to fuel the things that we do and fuel the passion and the things that we get involved in. And that's not necessarily bringing purpose out of pain. That's just um, unresolved feelings that are, are possibly becoming destructive in our life because we haven't revisited or allowed ourselves to embrace our backstory and allow it to become part of our story, part of who we are, part of making a difference in the world. Think about it from this perspective. Batman would maybe not be Batman had his parents not been taken from him. Superman lost his entire planet and has to struggle with who will he be on Earth now that he's been brought to Earth and has to 
um, figure out a way on earth. With um, Diana, as far as becoming Wonder Woman, she has her own birth story, her backstory, and there's a wrestling with, you know, was she um, the daughter of Zeus or did she have no father at all and was just born of clay? There's constantly things for her to go back and revisit in order for her to figure out who she is and therefore who she's going to be in the world. But she has to keep revisiting that backstory. You have your own backstory as well and it's important to your story and where you're going to go and the kind of purpose that you have. So very much we have to learn to pay attention to that backstory. Some of you are still stuck at this stage where we haven't gotten through our backstory. Very important that you start pursuing that, especially if you need professional help to do it. But our backstories are are very much important to us becoming our own hero in order for us to get there. We have to address it. Number two, the second part of the hero's journey is the call to adventure. So this is a really exciting part of the hero's journey. Um, I last week on the plane to Japan, no, on the way home from Japan, I watched Moana. Now my kids had already seen this and said it was great. My nephew watched Moana, said it was great. So I finally decided to give Moana a try, even though I had no kids around me and I'm on the plane. And I love the call to adventure that Moana goes through because I'm not going to give the whole movie away. It's definitely worth watching, especially after after listening to this episode. Um, But the call to adventure for Moana is this constant desire and stirring within her to um, go across the water and cross the reef. She's constantly pulled to the water's edge over and over and over again, almost on a daily basis. She cannot escape the call to adventure that she has within her. For many superheroes, you see the stirring within them um, to move into greatness or find their sense of purpose. Some of them, it's because of a tragedy that happens in their life. For many of them, there's an accident or a sabotage that happens. that They feel that there's this calling um, that they feel like they need to answer, but there's a tragedy that happens. They don't realize in the moment that it's the call to adventure. They think something has gone wrong in their life. Um, But what they later find out in hindsight is that it was very much part of the process to launch them on this. This adventure. In Diana's case, she was born with a purpose. She has always felt like she has been called to greatness. You see in that um, trailer I just showed you that she as a little girl is wanting to do something. And um, for her, um, she's always known this. And the, the call to adventure happens when Trevor's plane um, crashes on the island, that she her um, she's awakened to this idea that there's this other world, that there's man's world. And she suddenly is feeling this call to answer the call to the adventure. For some superheroes at this point, they deny the call. And even though that's kind of a self-sabotage, for many of them, it's still part of their journey. It's still part for them to deny the call in order for them to answer the call later. In the trailer, you saw that the one that actually was um, sabotaging or, or being part, playing that part of the journey of denying the call was actually Diana's mother who didn't want her to leave the island. It was important for her mother for her to stay behind and, and play out her role as the princess of the island who would one day lead the island. But for Diana, she needed to answer the call. And that was, um, and you hear her say um, in the trailer, who will I become if I don't 
answer the call basically. And so this idea of um, what is your call to the adventure? If you have um, some, sometimes there's a sabotage or you might be sabotaging something in your own life because you feel a stirring within you to do something great. You feel a stirring to be passionate about something or advocate for something or volunteer for something or start a business or do something in your life that's meaningful to you. And it feels like a huge risk. It feels like something that you don't know what's going to happen. In, like in Moana's case, what's going to happen when you cross the reef? Or even if you could cross the reef, what's going to happen? But if you don't answer it, you never know what kind of hero you could become. And sometimes those risks are the very things that we need to do that will stretch our character and allow us to be um, go into becoming what God intended us to become. We just didn't know it until we answered the call and were challenged and stretched beyond what we thought we could handle. So that was number two, um, the call to adventure. Of course, number three is whether or not the hero actually answers the call. This is a really exciting part of the hero's journey because when you actually answer the call, it is that moment where you say, like in Moana's case, where she gets on the boat and she goes. She doesn't know if she's what's going to happen when she crosses that reef. She doesn't know if she can, if she's even going to survive it. But she has to do it. She has to take that risk. Um, for for Diana, it was actually entering into man's world and seeing what was there and and what part she could play in helping to end the war. Um, there's so many things as far as these different heroes that that when they answer the call, this is a really exciting part of the story. It's actually the part where the audience loves this part of the story, but it's actually the most difficult part for the hero because this is where the battles happen. This is where the enemies come out. This is where the hero is bumped and bruised and and really wounded because of the battles, rescuing the victims. Whatever is going on, it's the most action-packed part of the story. And it's actually the part where the audience doesn't want it to end. Um, but for the hero, it's the most difficult point of the journey, and which I think is actually ironic and really important for us to talk about because during the, during the um, most adventurous part of accepting the call is where the hero faces the ugliness of the world, the drama of other people, the most destructive, this destructive side of humankind or of the enemy or whatever. But it's not actually the enemies and the battles that the audience is most relating to or what's exciting to the audience. The most exciting part to the audience is actually the inner conflict that's going on within the hero. It's at this point of the story that the hero, more than the battles that she's facing with the enemy, has to deal with her own insecurities, has to deal with her weaknesses, has to come face to face with what could hold her back or him back. It's that part that the audience wants to see the most. It's that part that the audience wants to be able to see in the next issue. Even if that first enemy has gone away, it's exciting to have the new enemy come up because now that hero has to go through that inner conflict again and go through a new layer of growth as they deal with their own inner conflict. And so these are the points where we are faced in our own lives as we answer the call and go out into the world and take those risks and do those things that we think that we're not going to be able to do or finish, that we have, have to face the fear of failure. We have to face the fear of success. We have to face our own insecurity. We have to battle the lies that have been brought into our life that says that we're not worthy enough. Uh, we're not worthy enough. We're not loved enough. We're not capable enough. Whatever those shame messages are that are lies that have been given to you from your childhood or even in adulthood or even things that are actually being said to you right now. Those are the battles that you have to face inside. And when you battle that, 
that's when you see amazing things start to happen because you're willing to take the risk to battle what's holding you back from your own personal greatness. So the world, by the way, um, doesn't want to see these heroes become perfect and they never do. That's what we like about the heroes is that they never quite achieve this place where they're fully healed and whole. There's always something for them to struggle with. And so it's not about achieving any kind of level of perfection. So number four is this beautiful place after the battles where blessing happens. Now, most of us forget or are afraid that blessing will not come after the battle. But I assure you, blessing happens. For the hero, you often see blessing come in the form of of some kind of comparable completion that happens in their life. Perhaps the victim that they are rescuing um, rewards them with that love. Maybe it's um, the person that they're in a relationship with. Or um, perhaps it's it's the battle within that happened that they feel more confident in their identity and they realize who they are and that they've resolved that battle within themselves just a little bit. Whatever it is, the blessing comes in the form of completion somehow. Again, not perfection, not that we're done. It's this blessing of realizing that you know something that I didn't think that I could do, I now did and I feel whole or at least more whole than I was before. In Moana's case, when she realizes that she became who it was that she was supposed to become because she went through the battle, because she faced her own insecurities. Um, For Diana, it's realizing that regardless of what her backstory is, that she can be a good person and regardless of the temptations that come at her to be different than she feels called to be, that in the end, she feels confident in her ability to be who she wants to be, regardless of what battles she crosses, what um, people tempt her, that she can be whole and wholly, wholly um, secure in her identity. And it's one of the reasons why I love Wonder Woman is that she struggles with her identity, I think, in similar ways that we do in the spouse world, struggling with our identity. So blessing is a huge, wonderful part of the hero's journey that we need to remember exists. If you are in a place right now where you feel like you're going through the battle of life or you're going through the battle of relationships or you're just inwardly battling something within yourself, having the reminder that on the other side of that battle is blessing. That's so important and encouraging for you to remember. It should motivate you to keep fighting. And if you um, are in a stage of blessing, to sit in the pocket of that blessing and embrace it and remember it and soak it in and realize that you're going to have to go back through this cycle again. You may have to revisit your backstory. You may have another call to adventure. You're definitely going to have more battles that are going to stretch your character. Sit in the pocket of the blessing if you're in it right now um, so that you can um, recuperate and and have your battle wounds um, bandaged, if you will, and you can find yourself back in a place of blessing again and and find a place of gratitude as well if you are there Um, it's the one thing that will ground you and remind you that being in a place of blessing is definitely something worth worth to be thankful for Um, okay so the last stage of the hero's journey is that um, you can't go through this journey without something changing and transforming with you 
within you. Remember when I talked at the beginning about empowerment, that you go from shackled to unshackled, enslaved to free, that this is a process. You don't go through a process like this without something transforming and changing within you. So many of you know what it's like to go through transformation. Maybe it's a a deployment. Maybe it's um, a very difficult um, mission or, or a call if you're a first responder that went really wrong and something transformed within you in this process. And you go back home or you go back to those who have known you for a really long time and they're struggling with the fact that you're different. They're struggling with the fact that maybe you're more independent or that you struggle with a few things or that you're stronger that you were than you were before. Whatever that growth that you went through and however you were transformed, other people are going to struggle with that, especially if they didn't go through the journey with you. Some of you go back home and and people know that you're different. Maybe it's external family members or, or whatever, but they go through um, not understanding what the transformation that, that happened and why it happened because they weren't part of the journey with you. And... Um, Diana goes through this. Wonder Woman goes through this. When she goes back to the island, she's not necessarily Princess Diana that she was before. She is now Wonder Woman in man's world. She'll always be Princess Diana of Themyseria to them on the island. And I think every hero goes back home and realizes that they aren't who they were before, that they have transformed into something different, but they can't force those who've always known them as they were in the beginning, they can't force them to just accept them as they are now. Somehow there has to be a reconciling of both worlds. There has to be, I can be Princess Diana of Themyseria and Wonder Woman at the same time because I am that person. I'm not too different people. I am who I am. I am called to what I'm called to. I have a sense of purpose wherever I am. I don't have to to resort to who I was before. I don't have to impose who I have become on somebody else now. I can be who I am now. And there is this point in the hero's journey when they realize that they can be in two two different places around two different groups and two different worlds and still be who they are. It is a new formed identity and they've accepted their identity. In a lot of cases, Um, they're in relationships with somebody, there's somebody that they love and that person has grown to accept the fact that they can both love the, the vulnerable relationship that they have and at the same time, let that person go and be the hero that the world needs them to be. There's an acceptance. There's an identity acceptance that happens in the hero's journey. And so I want to ask you, um, where are you in the hero's journey? Where are you? Are you still struggling with your backstory? Are you, are you struggling with the call to adventure? Are you afraid to take the risk? Are you in the middle of a battle? Have you accepted the call, but you are fully battling it out? Where are you in the hero's journey? Because make no mistake, you are a hero. You have the ability to become your own hero. That doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect and that you're going to be better than anybody else. That's pride. A real hero identifies their own greatness and accepts the fact that they, you, each of you are called to become great as well. But it is in our greatness that we go out into the world and use our influence to bring out heroes in other people's lives. Those people that you interact with on a daily basis, whether it's an extended family member, whether it's your spouse, your children, or those that you serve are all on the hero's journey as well. Many of them you might be clashing with because perhaps they're stuck in their backstory. Perhaps they haven't accepted the call to adventure. Perhaps they're stuck somewhere else in the hero's journey or maybe just at a different place than you are. 
we know that we have great influence and become selfless and become a hero in the world's eyes when we start investing in other people and encouraging them to become their own hero as well. We have that power. We have that influence. And if you are holding that back, then you are robbing the world from the opportunity to have something great, something as wonderful as you in the world making a difference and um, serving those around you. And so where are you in the journey and where do you need to go next? Who do you need to inspire to help them have movement in this journey as well? How do you bring somebody from unshackled to shackled? You can play a part in that. You can liberate someone else from whatever is holding them back from greatness as well. Um, We need to know, in order to do that, we have to know what our weaknesses are. You have to know what your temptations are. Every superhero has a weakness, has a temptation, has something that holds them back or could hold them back. Um, in Diana's case, it was her. it's her insecurity. It's her backstory. It's trying to figure out who she is. It's this idea that she wants to be good, that she doesn't want to take life. She wants to find ways to stop those from, um, from taking lives. But even in her pursuing her purpose, she has to continuously figure out how does she live out her purpose of being good without compromising those values. There are always going to be weaknesses in your life. And I think as military spouses, some of our weaknesses are resentment because we haven't embraced the difficulty and we're struggling with that and we're frustrated with that, that's going to be a temptation to be resentful. Um, Control is another weakness. There are so many things that we don't have control over. We tend to control everything we can. We start a business because we can't get a job. We start a nonprofit because one won't hire us or because it's not doing a good enough job. We control our, our kids. We control our marriage. We control our spouse. We control our friends. We control whatever we can. At least we're tempted to because of the lack of control we feel in our life. There are certain vices that you have in your life and you have the opportunity to get to know those really well because they will show up during the battle and if you're not ready and willing to address those you're going to find yourself stuck somewhere within the hero's journey without living out your purpose and finding yourself in that place of blessing and finding that place and discovering your true identity and what you're called to do so before I wrap up I want to um, remind you that no one can answer the call but you. No one can answer this call to adventure except for you. God can't do it for you. He can put the, the call to adventure out in front of you. I love how in Mo- Moana the water keeps tempting her and calling out to her. But it's ultimately her that has to make the choice of whether or not she's going to answer that call. You have that choice. Not anybody else in your life is in charge of that but you. Are you going to accept the call and become who you are intended and fated to become? I believe that you can, and it is worth the risk, and it is an enjoyable ride. It's not easy. You're going to get bumps and bruises. You're going to run into drama. You're going to run into destructive people. You're going to run into what feels like enemies all around you. You're going to find an enemy within yourself, too. But it is up to you whether or not you will pursue and and keep moving forward and empower yourself to get through the battle in order to experience the blessing. I want to leave you with another quote that um, is from Nelson Mandela to wrap it up. Um, Your playing small does not serve the world. Who are you to not be great? Thanks for joining me. I hope you have a great day. I hope you pursue what you are created to do. Don't forget to try out Talkspace.com and be the hero 
that you are intended to be, that God created you to be. He created you with a purpose. He created you and is, is waiting for you to accept that call, waiting to see you become all that he ever intended for you to become. You just have to listen for it, accept it, try it out, and trust him. Thanks so much. See you next time. Would you like to send in a shout out and have it included on the Life Giver podcast? Anyone, civilian or military, can thank a military spouse who has made a difference in your life or say thank you to a service member for working hard on your marriage. Record your shout out by using your voice memo app available on your device and email it to Corey at CoreyWeathers.com or call in and leave a voicemail shout out to 706 706- Four three one seven two two two, and we will do our best to include it in future podcasts.